Are you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate. Motivate. Inspire. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. I am Miss Lisa Nobles, your hostess, and I am so excited and elated to have you join in with me today. Speaking of today, our topic consists of learning how to apply labels of purpose, which we will learn a little bit more about that with our fabulous guest. I have a very important guest joining me today for this special empowerment segment at the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. This segment is in sharing tips of how to replace self-inflicted and those of others are societal negative labels with those that are purpose-filled and empowering. Let's give a warm welcome to our guest queen, Jasmine, J- Jasmine Jackson, who is a lover of Christ. She is a wife to a fantastic man, mother of three kings, Stephen, Solomon, and Simon, author, teacher, and motivational speaker. She has a passion for helping others, especially and gr- women and girls. Her nonprofit, Prophet J. Marie International Ministries is devoted to helping Christians remove spiritual barriers or labels, as she calls it, to live a life on fire and with purpose. So welcome again, Jasmine, to the Savvy Speaks Roundtable. Family, our focus again today is learning how to apply the labels of purpose. Jasmine, welcome and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, well, thank you again, Miss Lisa, for having me on the broadcast. I do thank appreciate you. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just a little bit about me. I am a uh, elementary school teacher. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. Uh, I'm a Christian, but I am a suicide survivor. Yes. And I learned about labels because I was wearing labels myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in 2012, I went through a very se- severe depression. To where I thought I was worthless, I thought that I had no value, no worth, because I had lived a life of perfection. Yes. I'm the oldest child of three, and as an oldest child, you always know you have the most responsibility. Right. So I had the responsibility of being an example for my younger siblings, and a lot of times my parents, not knowingly, would put a lot of weight on my shoulders. Yes. And when I did not live up to the expectation. I was extremely hard on myself, right. probably way more than I should have been. But I, I know that I wasn't alone. I know there's other right. people there that your hardest critic is yourself. Yes. And because I was so hard on myself and I did a couple of things my parents didn't agree with, I got married at 20. They yes. didn't really like that, but I felt that's what the Lord wanted me to go to. Right. Um, I got, after I got married two years later, I, two years later, I had my first child mm-hmm. and when it's supposed to be a season of celebration, it was not a season of celebration. Right. They were kind of frustrated that I had a child. Right. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm supposed to be, you know, living a life of perfection. I think, well, you know, Mom, you taught me to get married and then have a child. I'm doing it the way you, you know, prayed that I would do it, but you're not happy. Right. And it just sent me more aspiring into this state of just, not feeling worthy because I could not live up to the expectations of what people had on me. Right. Um, and then not to, you know, to make matters worse, right after I had my son, I decided to take 16 hours of science courses. 
Right. Audience, you should look at yourself and say, why does she do that? Well, <laughs> why does she again, do I'm that? 22. Yeah, I'm 22. <laughs> I don't know. I had a checklist. I, I was supposed to be out of school in four years. Right. And this was my agenda. It didn't matter that I had a child. I had a checklist. I was going to check right. off the box in my checklist. Well, at the end of that semester, I failed every science course, even right. though I tried, but I just couldn't do it. Um, I lost my scholarship. I lost my grant, and I got kicked out of school for a semester. Wow. So for someone who is trying to be perfect, that's like a final blow. Yes. And at that point, I was done with life. Everything I tried to do, I either disappointed people or I failed at it. And I felt no self-worth of any sort. Right. So like I said, in August 2012, I sat in an apartment by myself with a knife in my hand. And being a science major, I know exactly what artery to put, you know, to right, puncture in order to officially bleed out. And that's exactly what I planned to do right. until God intervened. And I didn't understand that God intervened mm-hmm. until you're in a God intervened situation because that's just church folks talk. That's yes. what church folks say. Yes. But it's a real thing that happened. God paralyzed me. I yes. still to this day don't understand, <laughs> you know, completely how that happened. But all I knew is I could not move any part of my body. Yes. And the only thing that I could hear very clearly was his voice. And he said, really, Jasmine? That's what we're about to do today? Really? And I was thinking to myself, first of all, God, you're not supposed to sound like that. You're supposed <laughs> to be, you know, deep and holy. You're not yes. supposed to be on my level like that. Why are you talking to me like that? Yes. And then the second thing was God really stopped and talked to me. How mm-hmm. important does he value me? To literally stop me in the midst of what I'm doing to talk to me one on one. Yes. So the first thing, I, the second thing I realized is that God loves us so much that you don't realize what lengths He will go to to protect His children. Right. He had to paralyze me to protect me. But in that in that moment, it's like He took a bucket of love and dumped it on my head and said, "You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be you." Because I designed you for a reason. Mm-hmm. I love Even that. in your imperfections, you are perfect according to the call that I have for your life. Yes. And I understood at that moment that I didn't have to be perfect no more. I could be Jasmine. But yes. I had to discover who Jasmine was. So, right. I mean, that was the process. And it, it took me a minute. I had to then, once I realized that... He told me, you're wearing some things, and if you don't take them off, you're going to die. Yes. But you're wearing things that I did not put on you, that you and other people put on you, and you have to take them off. And that's how I got to the labels portion. It's a process that I had to walk through myself, because a lot of situations, when I I go get ministered myself, I want to know, well, how... You know, how was your life? Are you applying these principles or is this something that you thought of in your living room while you were drinking coffee or is this something you had to grind through and work through? So when I talk about labels, this was a five-year process for me. This is not something I just thought up one day. This is a situation of tears and sweat and blood and being able to understand exactly who I was. So I'm invested as much as as this message as anyone else because I had to listen to this message. Because I, I always that. wanted to be a person who was authentic. Yes. 
I love that, Jasmine. So we're going to continue, audience. We're going to jump right in or continue to jump right in. Jasmine has already Jasmine has already so graciously shared a large part of um, her segment, which is great because suicide is something real, Jasmine, if you, if you would agree, which I know you do. And we've recently heard of some things of just in the media about, and a lot of people are afraid to speak about suicide and suicidal thoughts. So I'm glad that you went ahead and, and shared that with the audience and we're going to get in it, into that even more so because if, if it's okay with you I would love to expound upon that because there are a lot of hurting people in the world today so Jasmine who is Jasmine Jackson Jackson now currently currently she is a person on fire for God because she yes. knows God for herself right no one can tell me about my God that I don't know about him it is mm-hmm. not a sense that I know the Bible. I have a relationship with him. Yes. And that is something that the church has to get so much deeper. It's not about religion. It's not about the, the ceremonies and right. the, the way church is supposed to go. It's about you have an authentic relationship that can hold you within fire. Before yes. my suicide, I had nothing to hold me in fire. Come on. But now I do. I yes. can look back and say, God, you did this for me. Yes. So now I understand who who you are, and I know who your nature is, so I know that you're going to see me through this circumstance. Come so on. Jasmine knows her God. That's who Jasmine is, a person who knows her God. Yes. And I think that's something we all have to be, a yes. person who understands her worth. Because before I didn't understand my worth, right. and I do now. I understand yes. that God created everything about me for a particular reason. Come and on. if he wanted me to be like so-and-so, he would have created me like so-and-so. Right. So Jasmine's worth She's worthy of love. Yes. She's worthy of respect, and she's worthy of a purpose. Come on. Sometimes the devil wants to say, "Oh, you're not worthy for that blessing." No, God gave it to me, so He He deemed me worthy. Yes. He decided to let me walk through this, so He deemed me necessarily worthy. So yes. she is a person who knows her God, a person who knows her worth. Yes. And a person who's willing to share who she is with others. Because that's always been my son. Since I went through that, I said I can't be someone who is silent and doesn't help someone else get out of the trenches. Because I understand how hard it was to get out myself. Right. I so love I've that. I've always been that type of person. When I find a secret, I'm going to run over to you and I'm going to tell you the secret. So that's, that's who Jasmine is. She's a person who knows her God, who knows her worth. And knows her purpose is to help others. I love that, family. I love that. And if you are enjoying this segment so far, Jasmine has really shared a, a an immense amount of information. And I'm excited. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a break. And guess what? We'll be right back. And I dare you to stay right there. The Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. We'll be right back.
show, the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. All right, family, we're back, and you've been listening to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast segment of Empowerment. Specifically, we're discovering we're discussing learning how to apply the labels of purpose. So, family, if it's okay with you, let's continue with the discussion with our guest queen, Jasmine Jackson. So, Jasmine, you talk about labels. What message do you want the, our listeners to understand about labels and purpose? Well, labels, God let me know, labels are spiritual berries that it can either advance or pull us away from purpose. Right. Um, they are things that we wear. So um, they can be fear, frustration, jealousy, anger, or they can be on the flip side, visionary, conqueror, victorious. Yes, yes. It depends on the spirit that it is. Yes. But with the labels that we put on that are negative, like fear, jealousy, and anger, we have to learn We have to learn the God-given purpose of those things. And that's yes. how we release them. Because fear in itself is not a bad thing. It tells us to have a fear of the Lord. You know, and then fear also protects us. I know that if I jump off a building, I'm going to fall. So I have a fear of jumping off a building. Right. But it's when fear paralyzes you, when you are no longer to move, in what God calls you to do because you fear what man may say or what man may do. Right. That is when it becomes an illegitimate, illegitimate label. So when we release labels, it's really changing your perspective. That's how you release it. Because right. what I understood is that nothing has power over me because God has given me all power to trample over every serpent, every scorpion, and every enemy. Right. But a lot of times we don't use our power to release certain things. Right. We have the ability to call things into the earth. We right. were given that God-given ability when he created Adam. But we, a lot of times, create different atmospheres that we don't want. Right. A lot of us are walking in fear because you're speaking in fear and you're wearing fear. Yes. A lot of us are walking in jealousy because we're speaking jealousy over our lives. And we're walking in jealousy and we're wearing jealousy. Right. But you have to learn how to switch that. Okay, jealousy can tell me that something, something in my life is not where I want to be. If I'm jealous of my sister, maybe she has, she's wearing a size 6 and I want to be a size 6. Well, then that can tell me maybe I need to work on my eating habits. Mm-hmm. So it can be a positive thing if you use it the right way. Right. But when it cuts you off or all you can think about is that person and their life and what they're doing and you can't get yourself together, now jealousy has become your label and it's now illegitimate. I, I feel you. So I love that. Our labels, our labels are entwined to our purpose because God did give us some labels. I'm a visionary. Right. Micah tells us to write the vision and make it plain. So I've given, I've been given the ability, ability to think something, write something down, and then see it happen. Right. That is my God-given ability to create. Right. And because I know that I have given that ability, I am also victorious because God conquered it all. So right. I can walk in victory. I can put on the label of being conqueror because God has already said that anything that he opened the door for, I've already conquered the situation if I'm willing to be obedient to his name. And then when I get into a situation I don't necessarily like, I can have peace because I know that my God, if he walks me through it, he's going to take me to the other side. Yes, I love that. Even if there's all things going on. And then in the midst of that peace, I can have the joy, not joy that everything's going right, 
but joy in the grace of God that's going to see me through. Yes. And as I take on that joy, it lets me know that, ooh, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made because God has ordained me to do this in the earth. Yes. I so love it's really that. Your perspective. Mm-hmm. It's your it's your perspective. Mm-hmm. And once you get to the end of knowing that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, then you can walk in your purpose with victory. Because can't nobody tell you about what God told you. Yes. So you have to you have to go through that phase. You gotta go through those little tests so that someone can easily take away the purpose God has over your life. There are certain things that people can't tell me about. Yes. I know that I am a speaker. Right. I know that I'm an author. Yes. I know that I inspire people's lives. And yes. if you tell me something different, I already know that I'm spiritually and wonderfully made Come to on. do those things. So yes. you can't take that from me. Mm-hmm. But if I did not go through the storm and learn how to release things, release fear, because sometimes people will put their fear on you because they're not content with their own lives. You better say that. So you have to know. You have to know its place. And the devil does not want you to know its place because he wants to trick you to put on things that God did not call you to wear. I'm coming to let people know what the trick is so that you can release it. Because if you walk in your purpose and I walk in my purpose and she walk in her purpose, then everything's going to be good. There's no point of jealousy. We're all walking in the call of God. Right. I love that. There was a time in your life and in all of our lives where you too were challenged with labels and we and you kind of you opened the segment up with this story. But I want to kind of point the audience to your blog where you can even learn more about Jasmine and her passion for life and her children. And here you said, I never thought I was good enough, smart enough, pretty enough holy enough capable enough this led to her suicide attempt in 2012 i was consumed with the way people thought about me she says consumed with her mistakes and failures i was easily shaken but the the success by the success of others i was wearing so many labels life seemed unbearable she states i have been there family and i can so relate to jasmine's statement here how could you empower someone in this same position, Jasmine? Can you dig a little deeper? And especially when you were already expounding about how having negative labels and the labels that we wear affect our worth and dignity as well as our self-respect. So if we're speaking to a person who wants to commit suicide, what would you tell that person at this moment? At this moment, I can say that You're right where the devil wants you. If you're at the point where you're willing to take your life, you're where he wants you because he knows he does not have the authority or the power to take you out. And if he's trying to take you out now, wondering, I change the perspective to wonder, why is he trying to take you out? He doesn't try to take out people who aren't called, who don't have purpose, who don't have something to give to this world. He doesn't do that. So I want you to really think about the things that are surrounding you. Are they temporary? Are there things that could be changed? Because a lot of times, like for me, with my college situation, mm-hmm. that was a temporary situation. It was not a lifelong thing that was going to diminish my life. A mm-hmm. lot of times we get so emotional in our feelings and how the world has wronged us that we don't take the position that, I can overcome this. Right. 
and it stems to a relationship with God. Because I know that it was only Him that could pour back into my life. Right. It was Him. It wasn't. It wasn't other people. Because when I was going through it, I was going through it alone. So it's not right. like I had this great support system. I was going through it alone. But God let me know if that if He didn't think there was more to my life, He would have took me out. I mean. He, 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 he wouldn't even created me in this earth. Right. He wouldn't even let me become. But he fastens us before conception. He outlines our life before conception. So there is a purpose for you being here. And the purpose is not to be here and then be taken out. Right. It's I to do that. something. Mm-hmm. It's to help someone. Right. So instead of focusing on your pain, how can your pain become purpose? Come how on. can your pain become a mission? Because that's what I had to do. I had to stop thinking about what I was going through and help somebody in the midst of my trouble. Because it's hard to be, woe is me, when you're picking your brother and sister up. Come on. It's hard to do that. So we have to learn how to turn away from ourselves and what we want to the situation of understanding how can I help somebody right. in the midst of my pain so that they're not going through it like I'm going through it. Right. I love that, Jasmine. I love that, especially when you talk about how can I help someone else in the midst of their pain so that they're not going through like you are going through, or we we all are. I like that when you said that how we can, if we focus on helping others or pouring ourselves into other things of life or pouring ourselves into our purpose, that will take the, the focus off of the negativity that's going on in our lives, and we can work through that. So, Jasmine, you also believe in order to be a true champion for Christ, we must must be able to run towards Christ even in a storm knowing, knowing our destiny outweighs our current different difficult situation. What does that mean to be a champion and one for Christ without a doubt? A champion is not about the win. It's about the bounce back. Come on. Because it's easy to win something. You know, if I win, I got all this power and I have all this pump. But it's that person who gets kicked down and says, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again anyway. Come on, Jess. That's what defines a champion. It's mm-hmm. the bounce back. Yes. Because, I love but that. It's, and the reason you can be a champion, the bounce back, because you learn something that the winner never had to learn. Come on. When you fail, you learn something. Yes. And the more lessons you have, the higher you go. It's backwards. We think the more you win, the higher you go. No, the more you fall, the more lessons you learn. And when you twist those, you become a champion because you're able to go farther than the winner because you learn more than the winner. Yes. You resisted more than the winner. You yes. had to fight through more than the winner. Because yes. when the winner gets to the top and they get hit, they're not going to know how to handle it. But you, being a bounce back champion, you know how it was because you've been kicked down before. Yes. So this ain't nothing. Yes. So a champion is someone who's able to bounce back and still do what God called you even when you have things and obstacles that are pulling you down. Yes. He's a, it's a bounce back champion. I love that. I love that family, the bounce back champion. So when we're going, when you are going through your life today and after this segment, we got to remember Jasmine said we are the bounce back champion and that comes from just trusting in God and deriving in our purpose and knowing the strength that God has put in us thank you so much for that we are the bounce back 
survivor. So what led you to speaking, Jasmine? You are a powerful motivational speaker. What led you to speaking, to becoming a speaker? Um, it led, what led me to become a speaker is God under, letting me understand that there's wisdom in my voice mm-hmm. and that he had let me go through certain things at a young age so that I could help someone else. Right. Um, I was always very fearful to share my opinion because of what others had to say about it. But God let me know that there was power in obedience. Right. And he had something instilled in me and he wanted me to speak it out. Right. And that was I willing to be comfortable or was I willing to be obedient? Yes. So me being a speaker is not something I had always dreamed of. I thought I was going to be a doctor. A uh, uh, cardiovascular surgeon to be actually, you know, that's what I right. thought I was going to be. Right. But God has a way of pulling out tools. Um, I had always been, um, I, w- I don't like speaking in public, mm-hmm. but I was on the debate team because I forced myself to, to conquer fear. I did not like speaking in public, but I knew if I would put myself on the debate team, I'd be forced to talk in public. Right. Because I didn't want to have that fear. So that kind of prepared me actually to speak and I didn't know what God was doing I was just trying to not be scared of something right but he used that as a way to show me hey you did it here you can do it on this scale as long as you're obedient to what I tell you to do right I love that especially when you said as long as we're obedient Uh, sometimes even in my life I'm I'm sure I can attest for a lot of people we're not always obedient and and it causes us to have even more struggles so I love the way you incorporate that into your message so how did you discover your purpose through everything that you've been through you've had a long strong journey a trying one and you've overcome so out of that how did you discover your purpose How did I discover purpose? Um, That was really getting more connected with God. Um, The more you get connected with God, who is the giver of purpose, the more you're able to understand what your purpose is. So how I discovered my purpose was just really getting to know God, getting to know God for myself. You know, daily getting into my scripture, daily asking God for guidance, because the Bible says if you ask, if you knock, if you seek, he will give you the answer. And a lot of times, we don't always knock, ask, and seek because we're not always sure what he's going to say. Right. But we have to understand that God created us. He knows everything about us. So if he tells us this is the way we should go, then that's the way you were designed to go. Right. But it's up to us to not run from purpose. Because a lot of you have some speakers, right, um, some listeners right now who are running away from what God told them to do. Right. So I found my purpose by stop running and saying, God, if you're going to use me, use me. You right. use me how you see fit. And it's not always glamorous, you know. Of course. It's not always people see speakers on stage and they're, and they're speaking and they're powerful. But that also means there's a lot of trials that happen before they even got on the stage. Maybe seconds before they get their hand that mic. They right. are infuriated with trials and tribulations. So purpose costs something. So, so, the, don't that. don't think that purpose is glamorous. It costs something, mm-hmm. but it is always worth the cost. Yes, I love that you said purpose costs something, but it's always worth the cost. So, how do you help others others through their through your message find their purpose, Jasmine? I ask them to think about what would you want to do mm-hmm. without if you could take everything away. 
and you could do, you could, you were a billionaire, you were living great. What would you want to do? Right. What would, what would be something that in your heart that you would just love to do, but you may not have the time or you may not say I have enough money or what it is. What is that fire that right. you have? Because all of us have a fire and we can tell, well, if I didn't have these bills, this is what I would do. Right. So when you find that fire, that's a hint of your purpose. And the second thing is you need to go in prayer because everything needs to be aligned up with God. Yes. We, a lot of times we think we want to do something, but we ne- we didn't ask God if that's what he created us to do. Right. So it's first, find what the fire is in your heart that you really want to accomplish in life because that's a hint of your purpose. And then lay before the throne room of Christ and say, God, this is what I would like to do, but direct me into what you have called me to do. Right. Direct me into what you have designed me to do because that's where I'll be the most efficient in the world is when I'm doing the things that you, you designed me to do from the beginning. I love that. So how can one identify when they're in their purpose? You know, sometimes we're wandering aimlessly through life and we don't even know that we're in purpose or that purpose is knocking at our door. How does your message help others to identify their purpose? Well, once you you've identified the by looking at the fire and going to God, how do you know that you're in there is you have a peace. Yes, you have a peace and a joy in the midst of what you're doing. Right. When I'm speaking, I even though that. I usually am very nervous before I speak, mm-hmm. once I get handed that mic, because I always pray before, it's like God just says, do it. And there's a peace over me. And when I look back at videos and things that I say, yeah. I can see it all over me. Yes. That there's a peace and there's a joy in what I'm doing because it's a selfless thing. If you're doing, if your purpose is all about you, that's not purpose. Right. Purpose is a thing that gives to other people. Yeah. So when you're giving and you're ministering and you're helping, and that doesn't always mean, you know, speaking or teaching, you could be ministering in your beauty shop. And while you're curling the hair, you, you are helping someone to understand who God is. Mm-hmm. You can be an artist who depicts Christians in a different way or Christ in a different yes. way. You can be a musician that creates a beautiful symphony just to honor the work of God in your life. So it's, it is what brings you that peace and joy, even when it's hard. Yeah. That's how you know. When it's hard to do it, when it's frustrating to do it, but when you get it done, there's a peace and a love and a joy for it. Yes. That's when you're doing what you're designed to do. I love that, Jasmine. So how do you impact the world through your message, Jasmine? I hope I can impact the world. I don't, I, I want to impact the world, but I don't get caught up on the numbers. I get, yeah. I get caught up on the one. Yeah, because a I lot of times, that. especially with Facebook and Instagram, we get so caught up in the likes. But what I understand is impact is a ripple effect. Come on. If I just impact one, then they'll impact someone else and then they'll impact someone else. So eventually I would have impacted millions by just impacting that one. Come on, girl. So impact is a ripple effect. It's a ripple effect. We get so caught on the number. It's not the number. It's the impact. What are you doing just in one person's life to impact them for a change? As a school teacher, I know that there's girls in that room that I'm I'm making a lasting impact because I may be the only positive female person or individual they'll ever see. But I try to impact them. And I can't impact all 30 of them like I want to. But if I get two or three, I know I have changed their life for the rest for forever because of what they met me. Right. So it's, how, how is someone lifted up by meeting you? 
How are they changed by meeting you? Yes. And if you can answer that in a positive way, then you have impacted the world because of the ripple effect. I love that, Jasmine, the ripple effect. I never even considered Christianity or the impact that we go about in our, our how impacting others could have that type of an e effect on, on, on the, those who surround us in our own environment. So I love that, the ripple effect, family. We need to make sure that we understand that when you are going through life, as Jasmine is contending, what we do is not based on what we see, basically. In essence, you're saying just because we see a lot of likes or we're getting a lot of shares through social media, it's really about impacting that one person and then causing another, paying that forward, another person to impact. So I love that. You contend, Jasmine, also, but yet we are Christians. And, and I love that when I was reading through your articles, you say, but yet we are Christians. Do you feel that most of us, when in trials, we forget to rely on our spiritual beliefs, which ultimately causes us to lose our, our consciousness, our, just causes us to lose ourselves or kind of give up on life, if you will? Our contentment? I, I do. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think a lot of times, because we have, we're in a situation now where relationships in the Christian name or in the Christian realm is really not there as much. Right. You know, people can give, throw you a scripture verse, but what does that scripture verse mean for yourself? Right. You know, when did you take the time to actually listen to that scripture verse and pray over that scripture verse and ask God to enlighten you and show you the meaning of that scripture verse? Are we just sitting under a, peach, a preacher and we're just expecting them to feed us? So right. if you're expecting just them to feed you, when you go in a trial, you only have what they told you. You Come have on. nothing else. And I've learned that that's not enough. So a lot right. of times we forget that we are Christians in trials because we don't have enough in us to sustain us. Right. So we, when we have a situation, we walk in fear, we walk in anger because we forget the God who's allowed us to be in that circumstance. And I'm yes. guilty of it too. You know, yes. I get into a circum, I get into a situation, I get angry and frustrated, and I have to check myself and say, "But who do you belong to?" Come on. If God allows you to walk through the situation, there is purpose behind it. So what can you learn? Maybe it's not your fault. Maybe, you know, you didn't do anything to be in that circumstance. Maybe you did, and that's your consequence. Yes. But what can you learn from it? It's yes. about changing your perspective to the mind of Christ. But we're very quick to go to our human nature, and, and that's we're all guilty of that when we get frustrated or angry, but we have to understand who we are Yes. and what the authority and power that we have in a circumstance and situation if we are, are walking with Christ. Yes, I love that. Jasmine, you've shared so much today. I would like to, um, we're going to close out our show here in a minute. But what I want to focus on is your book. I want, I want you to tell us more about your book and where we can find your book. And how does your book, what role does your, your book play in your journey and in the lives of the people that you, that you touch? Um, yes, so my book is called Dear Labels, um, and it really connects into a lot of things I was talking about today um, because I wanted to write a book on something that was very personal yes. but was impactful to me that really changed my life yes. um, because with all of my words, again, I go for that impact. 
how can I impact someone's life to not have to walk through all the things I had to walk through? Right. So I talk about the seven labels that I had to learn to release. Yes. And we talk, I talked to them a little bit, but they were fear, frustration, jealousy, confusion, shame, anger, and pride. Yeah. And those were the things that I was wearing, wearing those. I was wearing those every day. And yes. when I uh, encountered a situation, I would act in those labels. Yeah. Um, but like I told you before, through my suicide attempt, God showed me that these were not the things he called me to. Yes. So in the book, it's a practical book that shows you how to release those things, how I release them. And I tie them in the scripture verses and the things that God has told me that I have to do in order to release them. Yes. And then with the second part of the book, I talk about the seven labels God told me to put on that even yes. some of us, he commanded us to put on. He commands us to walk in peace and love. Come on. Um, and joy. So I talk, I talk about where the Bible um, talks about these particular things, how we are to practically do it, because that's something I also realize is that yes. the church tells us to do it sometimes, but they don't give us practical steps on how to do it. Right. Um, so it's practical steps on how to actually put these on and walk in victory. And then at the back of it, there's a place for you to put notes. And yes. the reason it's called Dear Labels is because every chapter starts with a letter that I wrote to the label. Because yes. it's power when you declare victory over a thing. Come because on. you have the authority to. So I declared victory over fear, over anger, over pride. And I wrote a letter so it would know exactly why I have the victory. Exactly what it was doing in my life. And how exactly how it had no longer had any authority over me. Yes. And again, that is powerful. And, the, and then at the back of the book, again, you get to write your own label letter. Yes. So you write a letter to your label in your life and declare victory over it. Yes. I love that. Real quickly, I give me one or two minutes, Jasmine. I, since we have a, a couple of extra minutes, we only have a couple. You shared so much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I, I, I really, now that I see we have a few minutes, I want you to, I want you to talk about something. What advice would you give to others who need to defy their labels and accept new labels which build their purpose? purpose? So to, let's speak to that person again. It could be the person who's on the verge of committing suicide. But what would you say to that person who needs to put those labels off and accept the, per, the labels of purpose? You have the power. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we, are, when we are suicidal, we think we're powerless. You're not yes. powerless. You are filled with so much power. You are filled with so much purpose. And if no one tells you that you are loved, God loves you so. I cannot yes. even express the amount of love that God has for you. Yes. And he may put you on this broadcasting just so we could remind you that you are loved. He sent his son yes. to earth so that your sins could be covered. Yes. So that you could live a life on fire for Christ. Yes. So that you could fall and know that he would pick you back up. You don't have to be perfect. Yes. He likes people that make mistakes. Yes. David made mistakes, but he was still king. Solomon Come made on. mistakes, and he was still called the wisest man. Come on. Mary made mistakes. But she was the mother of Jesus. Come on. Leah wasn't loved. She became the great-great-grandmother of Jesus. So he don't go by the world's standards. Yes. He don't do that. Mm -hmm. He looks at us with everything removed, with the makeup removed, with the weave off. He sees you for you. Come on, girl. And he loves you. Yes. God doesn't use perfect people because perfect people get all prideful. Yes. But he uses the people who are humble. 
He used Esther. Come on. I mean, he used Mary Magdalene. You know Mary Magdalene. Now there was <laughs> no reason he should have used her. Mm-hmm. But he used her. Yeah. Because he didn't want anyone to say that he used perfect people. He used jacked up, messed up, Come on, tore girl. up people like me. Come on. But if, are you willing to just just take a chance on his love? You don't have to you don't have to believe all just take a chance on his love. I promise you he won't let you down. He won't let take you down. Take a chance on it. I he won't know. let you down. I love this, Jasmine. I love this so much. And when you said you, I can also attest, me too. I am right there with you, sister. I love your message that you're sharing. I hope that someone in the audience can really attest and really relate to your message and, and, and your passion, your very passion field about what you're saying. Not very many people speak about their past and how they can overcome. So I love that. Give me one media site where we can reach you. Oh, yes. Well, uh, you did ask me about where, I can, where you can find the book. You can find the book at um, my website, which is, which is Jasmine, J-A-Z-Z-M-I-N-M-A-R-I-E.com. So, jasmarie.com. Um, uh, and that, that, that's my full blog. You can purchase my book. You can also read articles. And you can stay connected with me, um, whether it's one-on-one -on -one coaching on how you can lease yes. your labels or it's purchasing a book, or it's just giving a testimony. We have a prayer wall. My son's on there. He's dealing with some medical issues. And I, we can just pray and connect. It's I nothing. It. It, it's not the website there. It's not just to promote a book and to buy a book. Right. To impact right. lives. That's my first and foremost calling. All right. I love that. I am elated to have participated in this show today. I know that someone somewhere was touched by this wealth of knowledge. Thank you to the Savvy Speaks podcast guest, the other queen of the round table, Jasmine Jackson, Jackson, author, speaker, teacher, who you can find out more about this powerhouse at IamLisaNobles.com slash podcast dot HTML. And as a bonus, please visit IamLisaNobles.com slash resources.html where you can receive free podcast resources for downloading the show today just because you download you can go over and get some free stuff and hopefully you can make it applicable through your journey i love you i truly do and thank you for being a part of the show and remember and remember my mantra as i always say you are you are a unique Combination of experiences, clothed in purpose, strength, and destiny. Have a great week. We love you, and thank you for showing up, and we'll see you right here next time on the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Online at IamLisaNobles.com and on Facebook and Instagram at EWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. And we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate. Motivate. Inspire.